Welcome to the Eyewitness Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Jo Wilson, and this is the show for women who struggle to accept their worth, but want to embrace their gifts and share their witness for Jesus. We have a great show today about doubt and assurance. Um, Today's episode is a little bit different than the um, typical interviews that uh, we've had before on the podcast. So today is a little bit more of a devotional style podcast so we can explore kind of real world situations and just just why we doubt God actually because it just is so it seems like it's very easy uh, it comes very easy to us to to doubt God in the midst of, of different things that are going on in our lives. So I wanted to tell you a story about Sophia. Sophia had always found peace in this small lighthouse by where she grew up. It was where her and her husband, Michael, had shared countless memories. But her faith wavered like an untethered boat in a storm when he passed away. Grief paralyzed her. The dense morning fog along the shore was like her doubt in God and just covered her heart. He allowed Michael to die. She had never felt so alone. One day she felt an urge to visit the lighthouse like she had a thousand times before. The light was faint and barely glowed through the thick fog. A short man with a gray beard stood on the deck of the lighthouse right where Michael had proposed. The old sailor told Sophia that That lighthouse always guided him home. His gruff voice recounted a story when he almost lost his entire crew to waves crashing like concrete walls against their boat. He would never have made it home without that light showing him the way. The story sparked something in Sophia's spirit. She thought about Michael's faith. He loved God even after the cancer. No matter how many times his blood work showed higher cancer markers, he always trusted God would guide him home. Sophia craved to have faith like that again. She realized she'd been strangled by doubt and grief for so long that she was hollow. That night, she went home and fell to her knees. Tears emerged from their year-long drought as she threw her hands up to God. So, Sophia's story how she lost her faith or how it wavered whenever she was going through a really difficult time uh, and going through the grief of losing her husband is one that more people struggle with than we realize. Today we're going to talk about how easy it is for us to doubt God and what kind of assurance we truly have in the witness that he has testified to us through his word and through his promises so that whenever we hit these very trying difficult times we can turn to God and Jesus and God's word for when we are needing to remember um, that he's there for us that's the main thing that we're going to talk about today on the eyewitness podcast And if you uh, would like, if you prefer, I don't know if you're either driving or taking a walk or in, in the midst of, you know, your daily life. But if you feel compelled, we're actually going to be doing a a quick study in 1 John chapter 5. So if you wanted to turn to 1 John chapter 5, that would be great if you wanted to follow along. But there is a passage in 1 John chapter 5 that is something that, considering that this is the eyewitness podcast, I really wanted to talk about 
what it means to witness and what is the witness of God about Jesus. So if you wanted to turn to 1 John chapter 5, I'm going to read verse 11 and 12. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. So that is the testimony. Now, in the context of this uh, um, letter from John, so he is talking about the witnesses right before this. He mentions the witness of the Holy Spirit and the witness of the the three witnesses um, that bear witness of Jesus. So a witness is the testimony or the expression of God and the spirit to the world regarding his son, Jesus, and the truth of his existence. That is God's witness here. The actual meaning of the word witness too is testimony. And just like how we witness in our lives, we we give the testimony which many women ha- I have talked to on this podcast have given the testimony of how Jesus has worked in their lives, how he worked in their heart, how he has showed up in very dark times, um, and just how he has guided them on their journey and just in their Christian walk, because it is a walk. It is everyday walking in faith, trusting and surrendering to him every day. It is something that we cannot do on our own. Now, to begin that walk, to begin that Christian walk altogether, there has to be an acceptance. We have to accept the, the truth that Jesus is our personal savior, that he died for our sins and rose again so that we can have eternal life. And that is... The testimony, that is what God is saying, that he has given us that eternal life in his son because of his grace. And that's something that's, I feel like, very difficult for us to accept right off the bat because we live in the world. We live in a world filled with doubt. We live in a world that is built on this idea that we can do everything on our own, that we have more, we just need more self-love, we need more self-everything, and we can get through it. And everything that happens that's difficult can can somehow be um, managed by something that we do for ourselves. It doesn't take anything outside of it, no divine anything, no divine faith um, or intervention. And we know as Christians that that is not true, that that is so far from the truth, because in everything, God has created us out of the love that he has for us and the grace that he has for us. And he has given us and shown us, manifested his grace in giving us his son, Jesus, as a sacrifice so we could be reconciled to him um, in our sin. I mean, everybody, there's not one person without sin in this world, past, present, and future. And this is how this testimony that God is giving us eternal life, and that life is in his son, that is the physical and spiritual certainty of his witness through the life and the person of Jesus Christ. So 
just to get down to a little bit of like definitions here, just to kind of help us um, work through this so we have a, a really thorough understanding. The term witness means testimony, right? So that, so when you think of witness, I know uh, immediately my, my first thought usually goes through, or used to anyway, go to somebody on trial, somebody like, you know, a witness for a, a crime. Um, somebody that is giving a testimony of something that happened, basically something that they saw uh, occur. And in the Old Testament times, they used to require, the Old Testament law required the testimony of two or three witnesses to establish truth to a matter. Because um, now I, I don't know exactly why, um, but I'm going to to assume that it is because one witness is, uh, well, it also fits into God's plan, but also one person's account of something isn't going to be the exact same as somebody else's account. So when you have, you know, two or three witnesses together, they're going to um, establish that truth together. Now, I could I could be totally wrong there. And if anybody wants to to comment or fact check or anything like that, that is completely fine. Um, absolutely. This is more of a conversation. This is us having a conversation about uh, doubt and assurance and about, you know, kind of navigating the word about the certainty of God's witness um, today on the show. So trust me, I, I am open to your feedback. Um, but this testimony, so God's witness is the testimony and the expression of him and the spirit to the world regarding his son and the truth of his life and his existence. Um, just like how our testimony is of how Jesus works in our lives. And like I said before, I mean, how, how many women on the podcast have shared. Now, the first thing that I want to address is how this leads into God's assurance to us as believers. And um, just to highlight another passage in this chapter, in 1 John chapter 5, in passage 13, it says, in verse 13, it says, These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. So this testimony of John in the Bible, in this chapter, is that so that you know, so that you don't have to hope or wish or dream that this is a possibility, that God is giving you eternal life reconciled to him because you accept Jesus as your savior, but that you know it with certainty, that you're confident in it. And that is the very foundation of our assurance is who Jesus Christ is, his existence, his work, his transformation, the way that he has a relationship with you. All of that is the foundation of your certainty that God, the father has grace and that he loves you and that he wanted to give his son to you as a sacrifice or give up his son as a sacrifice so that he could be reconciled to you through him. It is a certainty that is something that as a believer, you just know. 
So what happens, right? So, so what happens to us once we believe in Jesus and we know it through and through? We know he existed. We know he's present in our lives. We have a relationship with him. But then we start to question and then we start to doubt. And it's not necessarily doubting him or his existence, but we start to doubt ourselves. And that's when Satan attacks. He comes in and he attacks us and says, yes, you're, you can't do this. Yes. And what do you think, you know, God is going to do for you? How is he going to help you through this? You can't do that. You can't do this. You are not worthy. This is just more of a reason for you to uh, not be blessed rather than be blessed. Why do you think God is going to bless you when you don't even believe what he says is true? And I know that every person on the other side of this, I know you listening to this, has said that or heard that in your mind or to yourself before, that you have questioned yourself, that you have questioned your own worth in knowing the truth of how Jesus and how God have come to reconcile you and love you and the truth of his grace and love in your life. Because the easiest way to get you to turn away from truth is to isolate you into thinking that something is because of you, because it's your fault. And getting you to that point of isolation, of brokenness, of feeling unworthy, of questioning yourself leads you into questioning God and it leads you away from him. Because if you don't feel worthy enough to even have a relationship with him, you're not going to go to him. You're not going to talk to Jesus. You're not going to seek him. You're not going to look up the truth and you're just not going to spend the time with him. And little by little, it creeps in and it pushes you farther and farther away. And, you know, it's, it's very eye-opening because it's so easy. It's the path of least resistance. And sometimes in order to go against the grain, it's usually the path of most resistance to trust, to surrender. Because we aren't, as a child of God, we are not of this world. And there is nothing but resistance for the way that um, God pulls us to live. You know, it is not usually accepted to be surrendering, to submitting to him, to surrendering through trusting God. It's seen as weak or um, not true or idealistic. When in reality, we know that if we try to walk in our lives, in a way without surrendering to God, that's usually when everything falls apart. Not saying that things don't fall apart otherwise, but our relationship with him is so sacred and it's just so important. It's just like how Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy, he says, and my burden is light. And that part yoke, my yoke is easy, always made me question it. I remember hearing it like when I was young and I just immediately thought of egg yolks and I didn't understand 
what it meant until I looked it up. And in those times, in that time, um, farming, you know, we, as we know, um, you know, even if you don't read the Bible, even if you haven't read through the Bible, um, Farming has always been uh, a, a very major source of well, of food, obviously, but but income, and that and it's always been you know the the time in Israel and in that area there was a lot of farmers. There were a lot of farmers, and they used to use oxen tied together in order to pull larger like carts behind them and just to do a, li- a little bit larger of the machinery and to be able to, you know, pull um, different carriages or things like that. And whenever the oxen were, that was called a yoke, the way that they were tied together. And if that yoke was unequal or uneven or um, like one oxen was tighter than the next, like on the one side, it would make the burden of what they were pulling very difficult and it wouldn't be easy and it would be it would be hard and a lot of times you know the cart or whatever they were pulling may fall apart so whenever Jesus says my yoke is easy he's when he's equally yoked whenever he's he's yoked along with us and we have that relationship with him he carries us he helps us he carries those burdens so that we don't have to. He holds on to them. Anything that we surrender to him, we can trust that it is in the best hands that it could possibly be in uh, because God knows our potential and he knows when things are going to be too difficult for us. And he wants to carry us through that. He wants to be with us. He wants to reconcile us to himself. And that's the whole purpose. And just like it says, his testimony of his son that through Jesus's eternal life and this life is in his son and all of these things tie together and the more time that we spend saying a prayer talking to God not rhythmically and for show not twice a year in church but in our life in our world in our day every day The more time that you spend reaching for him, he will hold you and he will reach back and he wants to reach back. He wants you. He wants to hold you up. He wants you to surrender everything to him so that he can show you his testimony, the person, the work, the glory and the beauty of his son, Jesus, because when Jesus is in your life, you have an assurance that is something that cannot be tamed. It cannot be replicated by anything else in the world. And people see it and they know it. They know it. They know there's something different about you. That hope and that confidence when you know this through and through and you step out in it every morning, asking God to show you the truth, asking him to be with you, people notice it. They recognize it. It's different. And either they run away or they run toward. I mean, you may have had people come up to you in different areas or walks of life that you never would have thought you would have ever struck up a conversation with. And just by the grace of God, by your specific beautiful gifts that he amplifies, you 
touch somebody's heart, you know, and it's just, it's a wonderful thing. And I encourage you to really step back and, and, and feel that don't beat yourself up for doubting. It happens. It happens to all of us. Don't let anyone tell you different because (laughs) it happens to everyone. Okay. We all do that. Get back up, talk to God about it, ask him why, ask him to show you the truth, ask him what you need to surrender in your life to help you have more faith. Just talk to him about it. Don't turn away, turn toward him because he will show you and he knows your potential and you have a beautiful purpose. And living out that purpose, the more you step in that purpose every day, the more that you're going to see how true his testimony is that you have life, you have a purpose, that you are transformed, you are a new creation in your heart, the Holy Spirit comes in and helps you and is your helper, connects you with God and with Jesus. And you feel this little voice kind of in your life that you question, I know (laughs) you question if it's him or not. That's kind of part of our doubt. Um, And I will tell you that I've questioned that many times. But there is a sense of the Holy Spirit just gives you a sense of certainty. You know it, you know, it's him, you know, it's him nagging you, you know, it's him guiding you, you know, it's him pulling you into the path of most resistance so that you can live out your potential and your beautiful purpose. And the best way to lean into that assurance that is provided by him is to pray, read the word, read his word, even if it's a verse a day, meditate on that verse, one verse. I know it can seem overwhelming, especially if you maybe just accepted Jesus into your life and you're like, there's so much I have to do. Honestly, it's very simple. It's very simple. Don't let the struggle of the world or this perfectionism of the world Uh, living up to unrealistic expectations that is everywhere, especially with women. Don't let that intimidate you because that's not how it works with God. God wants you to submit. He wants you to surrender so that he can be strong when you are weak, so that he can show you the life in his son. Obedience and submission and surrender are powerful because when we do that, He is strong within us and we can do things we never, ever would imagine and just touch people's hearts that we never would imagine. So that is something that I'm going to leave you with today. The next time, and there will be a next time that you question or doubt yourself or doubt your purpose or doubt God and don't believe that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Turn toward him, not away from him. Don't let those attacks creep in because you have the certainty of God's witness through Jesus Christ. I hope you enjoyed today's show. You'll find links to the Bible verses we discussed in the show notes on your favorite podcast app 
or you can go to the blog version of this episode on eyewitnesspodcast.com. If you have been struggling with brokenness or feeling unworthy, I encourage you to download my free ebook, Beautifully Broken, a seven-day devotional for women to embrace God's promises. You can go right to my website, kellyjowilson.com, or you can click on the link in the show notes. I am so grateful for this time with you and thank you for listening.